The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. Do you want a beautiful lawn? Enter True Green, the easiest way to get a great lawn. Just water and mow and they'll do the rest. Weed control, fertilization, aeration, and more. True Green is the official lawn care treatment provider of the PGA Tour. And they have a verified best price, which guarantees you the lowest price with no compromise on quality. You do you. Let True Green do your lawn care. Visit TrueGreen.com, T-R-U-G-R-E-E-N.com to get the best lawn at the best price with the best people. Guaranteed. Welcome to Talk is Jericho. It's the pot of thunder and rock and roll, and it's time for the much-anticipated, highly decorated Duff McKagan joke of the week. Chris Jericho, Duff McKagan calling here. Hope you're doing well. Hope everybody out there is doing well. Uh, listen, you know what you call a reluctant potato? A hesitator Thank you very much. Goodbye. All right, Duff, always uh, delivering the laughs. Just like Swerve Strickland not only delivers the wrestling talent, but also his rap artistry. His new record is out called You Couldn't Be Me. It's on Spotify, and he has spent a lot of time working on this. We talked about this the last time Swerve was on Talk as Jericho, but he's up the ante on You Couldn't Be Me, uh, working with Conway, Kanye West's producers, working with Benny the Butcher. He talks about the lyrics, the raps, the flow. He talks about the inspiration. He talks about how he's utilizing his uh, pro wrestling persona within the world of rap music, why he decided to release the record now, and what he plans to do with it. Swerve Strickland, one of my favorite, most creative people in AEW, and very cool to have him uh, releasing his debut solo record, You Couldn't Be Me. Go check it out on Spotify. And we talk about his concert that he did last minute on the Jericho Cruise, plus the amazing chess tournament that we had on the cruise. Swerve and Luchasaurus beating Jake Hager and my son, Ash Irvin. It was a great time. So we hear all about chess, rap, concerts, wrestling, everything in between right here, right now on Talk is Jericho. So uh, one of my favorite people in AEW from a entrepreneur standpoint is uh, Swerve Strickland. Always had cool stuff going on. And before we get into the big news, which is your new album, which just dropped basically this week, let's talk a little about chess. Oh, oh yes. The uh, amazing yes that you had uh, on the cruise, which was hilarious. Now, are you good at chess? Because you, your team won. You guys won. We did. I, the, I hope that proves that I'm good at it. Uh, <laughs> I like to think um, I don't play as often. Um, I think the last time I played was like a girlfriend of mine or whatever, and. Um, I try to get my kids to play it because mm. now my, my oldest is 13. So I try to get her to like, hey, you're playing sports, you're playing basketball. Chess is the sport you need to this – the, this is the game you need to learn. You know, this is great for you. So that's the last time I really played. But um, I was really just like an assistant coach to uh, <laughs> Luchasaurus who almost lost us the game in the fourth quarter. But I was like I, – I had one of those call timeout. Let's get everybody together. Let's regroup, and we end up winning afterwards. But man, well, it was hilarious fun. because we, we, Luchasaurus had the idea on the Jericho Cruise to do a chess tournament, a chess yeah. chess game, or whatever. Yeah. So I didn't realize that Hager plays chess, and you play chess, and yeah. Daddy Magic plays chess, and then my son Ash yes. apparently plays te- chess in his car. Like there's you know these yeah. car games now on, on the on the you know Dude, the dashboards man. and stuff. So he was involved, which was pretty hilarious. So I think it was Jake and Ash against you and luchasaurus with daddy magic and nick aldis commentating which was hilarious they were hilarious it was like and i was like ig live in the whole time yeah. on my phone so it was like i was like let's try to make this as like 
cinematic as possible with this whole thing, yeah, right, you right, know, because right, right. you had like the you know Siskel and Ebert watching us while we were, te- <laughs> <laughs> you know, and so that was a good time. And it was like, um, and Ash was so good; he had like a lot of good moves and tactics. And Jake's like a competitive, like, like chess master minds, or, or if we could say, and they were fun counter playing their moves right right you know right, right. i'm like oh i really gotta have to dig in this a little bit more so it was fun it was, it was actually experience. a really good contest and a good yeah. game and we we drew a crowd you did and, yeah we drew a crowd they were cheering they were laughing <laughs> they were chanting um they were like uh, they were like booing certain moves yeah, and i'm yeah, like yeah. oh are we who are we heels right now like it was awesome. <laughs> how did you how did you almost lose how did luchasaurus almost lose because i don't understand anything about chess really I don't oh really get wow at all um so we had them, like, first of all, we took, like, the right pieces. So a lot of those, like, um, the big um, pieces, like the knights and the rooks, and those are, like, they can move, like, more advantageously than the pawns can. Pawn one move, and they can only take corner. But, like, we had them taking – we had a lot of their um, pawns on the board. We took a lot of their big moves, like their rooks uh, and their – that can move around. And right. we had them, like – and it's all about, like, gaining ground. So we had them, like – most of the board taken and we were cornering him and in and he made a silly move to like go back to try to take this one piece i'm like don't worry about that piece we got him here we go can forward get him. yeah yeah move forward and he went back and took a piece and that got us sacrificed and now that opened up that side of the board again and then they start swooping in on us i'm like no so now we're like regroup 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 back him up back him up but we end up getting him back and like i'm um, pinning him down it was like we got one queen. We can make a lot of moves with this one queen because the mo- queen can move anywhere around, around the board. If you have that, you can always like you can always pull it out of the. You fight. can always pull something out. Yeah. Well, it was very entertaining. Like we said, and, and when you were IGing live, we were thinking, is he faking IGing live and just getting answers from people of what they should do for a move? Um, some people were actually throwing in like <laughs> tips. They were like, "Oh, wrong move, man!" Like, "Oh, I wouldn't have done that." And I'm like, "Oh, y'all really paying attention to this game right now?" Because I was like holding at the board, but not too long. But they people were like, "Man, oh, you should go quit uh, King Rook to Knight Seven. I'm like, Wait, "What? I don't even know what that means." But <laughs> yeah, no, yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, I'm not doing anything you're saying. But they were watching and paying attention. They were like, "Why is this oddly entertaining?" I kept like it kept growing. The numbers were watching. Sure, and because of the guys playing, you never expect wrestlers to be playing chess. I think right. was kind of the idea. And then, like, and I think they didn't expect the type of wrestlers that were playing. Mm-hmm. Chess. They wouldn't expect me and yeah, right. to be on the team. Hager, like yeah, yeah, Ash and you know yeah, Hager. Yeah. I'm yeah. like, that's an odd combo. Let's watch this. Yeah, I think the odd combos are what kind of helps and draws interest a little bit. Just that kind of thing. Well, we were we were. Uh, coming up with the activities to do uh, on the ship and then on the fly because we couldn't go to port. So one of the things that we did was I did a, a Q&A session and you did uh, basically an impromptu live show. Yes. I asked you the day before if you could do it. And we're, we're talking to talk about your new record here. Um, so how was that? And have you done a lot of live shows before? That might have been my fifth ever one. Wow. Okay. Um, the others have been in groups with my uh, partner, TZ. Yeah. You know? Uh, he's the one that taught me how to rap like three or four years ago from scratch. Like I knew nothing about formulating a record, writing syllable schemes and multi um, uh, different concepts and stuff. He taught me from scratch. Hmm. And so he's kind of been my guidance in the music industry. And so he's been the only person I've been performing with besides um, in Seattle. I perform with Flash, who does my entrance song. And he's he's um, wrote written, written records in the room with Kanye West and stuff like that. Mm. And we met him before too. Yes, right? yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. Now, Flash friends. is awesome. Yeah, awesome person, well connected dude. So this is my first time really like flying solo, and I was like, okay, what records will? Because like I noticed in certain cities, certain songs you want to start with and then grow to, or do you want to start off high, bring them down, then bring them back up? And I'm like, I don't have somebody else with me to play off of. How do I do this by myself? Mm-hmm. So it was a learning tool that I needed, and especially people looking above you rather than like around you or, you know, like. A, because the venue kind of has a balcony up there. Right. And the, the atrium. Floor and high, the atrium, right. Yeah. It was, and so that was like, okay, I got to work these guys up here, make sure they get along. Can I get them clapping? Can I get them engaged? So it was a lot of like tools that I've really had to learn. Hmm. as well Interesting. As, as like having a little bit of experience but i'm still learning as i do this and that was like honestly a learning tool for me it helped me out so much hmm. just being able to just like I like because it was also not like an auditorium people are here to see you people are just kind of like walking through the boat and stuff right like, can i grab him can i get him to stay mm-hmm. you know can i get him like 
Can I get the females up? Can I get the males up? Can I get them? Yo, hey, can I get hey. Ow, hey, ow. <laughs> can I get the girls? You know, can I get the kids? You know, so I'm like kind of paying attention to all these things and which records hit and click a little bit more. And I'm pretty sure you know this whole, you know, this same mm-hmm. thing, mm-hmm. you know, trying to grab people that are just kind of just perusing around. Right, right, you know? right, right. And especially me being like a impromptu act. They weren't expecting it. So now it's like, okay, now I got to get the people who weren't expecting that. Get them engaged, right? Yeah. So did it work out for you? It it did. It did. The crowd grew. They stayed around to the top. Um, A lot of people were asking for, like, where can I get these songs? I'm like, they're not even out yet. (laughs) This is why I keep making music, because you never know when you just got to, boom, drop, like, perform. Do you have three songs? Do you have four songs? Do you have... And that's, 20 minutes yeah, it's like being yeah. a comedian. You got five minutes you can do. I mean, yeah. how long can you go, right? Yeah. yeah. Do you have material ready? ready yes. Boom, yes, ready yes, to go? yes, yes. And I'm like, yeah, I do. And I just happen to have them, you know. So did you do some of the songs on You Couldn't Be Me? The, yeah. The new record? Yeah. That's awesome. Oh, yeah. I did one of the songs from um, one of Teezy's records that I featured on, Other Side 2, that has like 200,000 streams right now. I think that's still growing. We did that about two years ago now. I started off with Lifeline. Lifeline was the first single solo yeah. I've ever did. So I put that first... Um, I open with that because it's real smooth, groovy. Um, Prophet, the producer, uh, produced that. He produced a lot of the records. Like I think like five records on this whole project. And Prophet um, won two Grammys with Kanye as well. So there's a lot of Kanye. Because yeah, um, there's a lot of collaborating on here with with some guys. Like we mentioned Flash. He's on here as well. Yeah. Uh, I have a collaboration with Benny the Butcher, who's just dropped. He just got a gold album, a gold record, with uh, J Cole recently this year, and. Um, that hasn't been added to Spotify, but I'm uh, on that album. But we're going to re-release it as a single mm-hmm. on Spotify soon. So anybody, everybody's hitting me up. I'm like, yo, where's that Benny record on Spotify? <laughs> it's coming. It's on other, it's on Tidal. It's on It's iTunes. cool that they know, though. Yeah. I'm yeah, like, yeah, okay, yeah. they are interested. They are, like, right. wanting it. Right. Um, Benny's on, the, but it's on, that record's on iTunes, on Tidal, and other streaming platforms. It just hasn't got on Spotify. But we're going to fix that problem over this week. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. Well, let's talk about this. You've got the new record here, and you mentioned smooth. Like, when I listen through it, it's really good, but it's very oh, smooth. You. Like, you could put this on. It's not a gangster rap style. It's just, it's more like, almost there's a real R&B element to it, if you right. think of it that way, you know? Yeah. Um, and, and, and like I said, I, I really dug kind of the smooth jazz yeah but you know what i mean like is yeah. that kind of your style is, yeah i grew up on it i grew up on r&b um i was just with um a lady friend of mine we were driving and cruising and uh we were playing like old school stuff because she's a she's an 80s 80s baby i'm an 80s baby and we grew up on like the you know the genuines and the swvs and the escapes and like the um Luther's Luther Vandross yeah, sure. and stuff, you know. Lou Rawls. Lou Rawls, man, <laughs> like the Teddy Pendergrass yeah. and all those guys. Like I'm a music soul child. I mentioned him before. Music Soul Child's a huge legend, R and B soul. And he really kicked off in the nineties, ninety nine to two thousands. And um that really influenced like my outlook on music and how hip hop and R and B there's a fusion that can happen with that kind of thing. And like um Tyler Creator's like recent albums like Flower Boy and then going into Igor, then just doing um, Call Me If You Get Lost. Those albums have a lot of like R&B elements to it, but like hard concepts with like conceptions of like grittiness, a little raw to it, a little more attitude, but it's still like on a groovy path, it's like a vibe. And I'm like, that influenced the hell out of me. To, to like, like That's kind of where I want to go singles, like solo wise as an artist. And just be conceptualized because I'm not the one to just drop a song. Just like, all right, here's a song. I made a song. Mm-hmm. I like I like to have things with it. I like to have things to, you know, like 
I don't want to just have it's like kind of like wrestling. I don't want to just have a match to like, oh, he can have a good match. I'm like, no, I want to have like a story along with mm-hmm, that. Mm-hmm. I want to have like roots to it, hmm. and then I want it to take off and go somewhere. That's with how you it. wrote your album in that vein exactly. as well. That's why the look, the way the, the way the look is, you couldn't be me. I'm like in a crystal ball while the world's falling apart. Right, 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 you right. Know? I love that cover too. You sent it to me before. Yeah, thank so that's you. what it symbolizes. Yeah, it's like it's it's calm, it's almost like you ever walk in like you ever been in that situation where you feel like. Is everybody else going crazy and going mad or is it yeah, just me it's just me right yeah but you but you, you feel like but to everybody else it's normal this is just how things go but to you you're just seeing everything like what's like am i am i crazy or am i messing mm-hmm. like why am i thinking like this like and then you got to go then you got to go to other people to kind of like like tell tell me like tell me if i'm crazy and you just explain your whole situation mm-hmm. right that's kind of like that's what the music's doing i'm explaining my situation of seeing a lot of craziness and i'm kind of referring to the audience do you, am i crazy am i mm. wild or is the world just going crazy right now mm. that's why i kind of put in a spe- and i put myself in its own space of like you couldn't be me mm. you know it was also like a shot at people that were like um I, I like to shoot i like to be petty in a lot of ways but mm. i like to it was a shot of like uh when i was coming up in the industry it was like oh he's he's cool but he, he doesn't do what this guy does so i was like oh I, like if I worked hard at this, I could be you. But you could work your lifetime. You could never be me. Mm. You could never do what I do. Right, right, right. So right. that was just like my rallying cry. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah, to yeah, yeah. The industry of wrestling and whatever, because like it's it's weird. If you don't fit this criteria, you can't be in this mm. lineup of the best so, in the world. Sure. And it's like why do I have to fit that? Why mm-hmm. can't I like? Like some people are like, oh, he's the new this. He's the new that. And I'm like, I don't want to be the new this. I want to be this. Like why can't I create my whole my own whole criteria that people can't be it they can't do it? I think that's more impressive than trying to fall in the line of being the next this the next that the next that. That's harder to do. So that's where like the you couldn't be me concept kind of came from. You're even gonna get that. I'm, I'm sure we've talked about this before. But you know, as a wrestler and the fact that you are putting on a rap record, you know. We don't get as much now with Fozzie, but still sometimes, oh, it's just Wrestler Guys Band. Even with five top ten hits and a gold record, it's like they'll never, ever change from that. Do you ever experience that? Now you put out this record, and like I'm saying, this is not good for a wrestler. It's good for a rapper. I think it's really, really really well done. I appreciate that. Do you ever hear from people like, oh, you're a wrestler guy or a rap guy? Early on, yeah. Early on, it's like, oh, another another wrestler rapping. Oh, another wrestler rapping. Right. But then, like, as it grew, like, and even with, like, even AEW this past year helping with that, like, oh man, he's he has Tech Nine here. Oh snap, he's affiliated with Rick Ross. Rick Ross, and, you like, brought in, yeah. Kevin Gates. I'm like, oh, these are real yes, rappers. Kevin Gates, right? Like these are like real, real rappers. These are real artists, you know. Bringing Diddy's kids here, you know, all these things. Uh, fabulous on stage. They're like, oh, these are real. Okay, I kind of got to look at him a little differently now because mm-hmm. like now he looks like he belongs with us. Mm-hmm. I'm like, that's and that's the cool thing. It's like I kind of dip into the both worlds. It's not like me trying to play this to be this mm. and then me using this to you are that. this i'm, I'm both <laughs> yeah yeah you yeah. know and that's like took a lot of time and wheeling and dealing and figuring out and configuring to try to make that so how do you mold. get those guys to come like obviously rick ross one like i wasn't familiar with kevin gates i sure was afterwards because right right you know rap's not my scene but i looked up you know all this stuff and like dude huge, and that's what the point of that is that's the idea right yeah but when you bring those guys in here how are you getting them in here and even having rick ross on the show i mean he was involved yeah. it looked like he probably wanted to be involved more you know? oh he still does he still blows up our phones about that yeah um ab man shout out to uh albert gentilly man who's been killing it with a lot of these um He's kind of a celebrity wrangler that... Yeah, like I was just in Jacksonville and um, I was on stage with Rick Ross while he was performing and Kevin Gates, they both kept co-headlined and um, he got me backstage passes. I got on stage with Rick and he just, Rick just like um, in between the sets, he just like shouted me out on stage. I'm like, what is happening here? (laughs) By the way, I love Kevin Gates. It's it's the most non-rap rap name ever, but he makes it work. (laughs) Dude, um, he's just, he's a... um, just a bright energy ball yeah without having to be out out uh, so outlandish Mm. like he just has this energy about him you just gravitate to him and people in music people outside of music that don't know hip-hop don't don't necessarily know kevin gates's um his catalog you see him on instagram and you hear these quotes and these like motivational speeches that he gives because like he's just that's his energy Mm. he has a light about him 
you know, that just gravitates past music. And I think that's – and he's still young in the game too. I remember him in this double um, XL freshman cover, which is the double XL magazine. Every year they release like 10 to 12 freshmen in hip-hop. And I remember he was one of them. Mm. And I was like, okay, this dude is going to be fire. And like now it's like I can just – call on them whenever i need to so really ab cool. ab introduces you to them saying that you got to meet this guy yeah he's yeah. a fan of yours but he's also a big name of his own type of a thing yes yes a connection yeah a ab um he's a he books um primarily for kevin gates that's one of his primary uh, artists he's booked lil wayne before he's worked with like um diddy he's worked with um you name him rick of course um he's worked with like um cardi Cardi B, a lot of these artists and stuff, just like booking big shows and stuff like that for like 15 years. So he's built up a lot of connections and relationships. And it's not even just the artists that you want to meet. This is what I realized about the industry and music industry and actually industry altogether, which I'm sure you have too. You don't try to go to the artist because it's like, it feels like getting to the top of the mountain. You kind of want to get like a degree closer every mm-hmm. time, especially when you're starting low. Right. You want to get a degree closer. I'm like, okay, I can't get to Rick Ross, but Rick Ross worked with this engineer who's like doubled with this guy who mm. made some songs with this guy. Okay, let me get to this guy and bring him in. Yada, yada, yada. Okay, cool. He can get you here. He likes this guy. And then you'd be like, okay, he got you in the studio with That's dude smart, yeah. that works with him. All right, now remember, which we, we discussed on our podcast, Swerve City Podcast, when we came to your, yeah. uh, your house and stuff, you still have to be talented. You right. still have to, your, yes. your your work has to be good. So it's not just about like, the name game can only work so much and yeah. networking, connecting. You have to actually practice and work on your craft and get yourself to those positions to be able to perform and prove that, okay, I like this dude. He is worth something. Even though he's, he may not be there yet, but there's something there. All right, I'm going to get you to so-and-so. And that's how it's kind of climbed with my podcast, with my music, with wrestling. Just like it gets me to the point well, of especially entering too, the door. With music, too, like it almost has to be better than than yeah. the average bear, so to speak. Because, you know, people are like, okay, well, yeah, let me give it a shot. And if it's really good, you blow people away. That's when you get the respect. Yes. And once you got respect, dude, you're in. Yes. You're in. It's like against all odds. Oh, here yeah. he is. And he... Is crushing it. We never expected it. You know what I mean? Low expectations yep. are a good thing if you have a good product. Especially if you're not the chosen one in right. the game. Right, right. Like, because, you know, the industry plant uh, thing of like, oh, they picked up some kid off the street who has a lot of views on TikTok or yeah. whatever, throw him on into so-and-so. He, how's he performing in front of 10,000 people at Lollapalooza or, mm-hmm. or all these events and stuff? I never heard of this guy. Right. There's those situations and cases that happen mm-hmm. where, like, I never heard of this guy. Why is he featured with like uh, Meg Thee Stallion and they're doing like 20 million streams. But if you're starting from like, this is you, you have no industry backing, you have nothing. And that grinds are going to be a little longer and a little harder, but it's not as impossible if you just stay consistent and stay committed. And once again, get a degree closer each and every time be, go to those shows like uninvited, mm. just go show up, like ask to help out, you know, or like, make a friend make a like with the security security gets you to this dude this dude gets you to the guy who was like like handling the right and the speakers and yeah, the, yeah. like uh, that uh, oh man i remember i remember you from north carolina oh we do in georgia next week you down yeah go through you know and just the fact that they see you over and over again gets you a degree closer to meeting the artist and the the guy or not even to get into the artist get into the manager of the mm-hmm. artist get into the you know, the book area of the venue sure. to the, you know, that gets you something. There's material and there's there's value in all those steps. It's just about the consistency and the commitment to it. So a lot of people just like kind of like, oh, man, I, I didn't get it. So, all right, I'll just move on to the next. I'm like, no, like double back on that. Yeah. But then like then if that's successful, then you try the next one. That's some you great know? advice there. It's, it's very yeah. smart. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand.
talking about when you release the record and obviously we'll talk more about it but uh what's the best way to get music out there now because i'm starting Man. to get into the tiktok realm oh yeah which is seems to be like one of the biggest ways to get music into people's hands is by these short little clips and etc et yeah like like um remember um you didn't even post it but somebody posted you dancing on the cruise right right and they put your clip with a bunch of other songs and yeah, all yeah, that yeah, stuff, yeah, yeah, yeah and that goes viral right. out of nowhere you don't intend to it yeah um yeah that's how it works it's like um now it kind of the way it takes off is like kind of like there's something a, a sound in your song that like just it hits to people then they can just make a joke out of it or make it relatable or put like a little comedy skit behind it and it kind of relates to many mm -hmm. things like for us rick ross accusations took off like crazy because it just it was just funny it just that word and that phrasing of him making that he said loud, that here in AEW. Yeah. What did he say? Keith Lee accused me of like breaking Billy Gunn's fingers and all yeah, that yeah, stuff. Yeah. And he was like, Rick Ross shouts out, accusations, <laughs> false accusations. And then like Brooklyn Nets used it and stuff like that. Ah, all these see, other there things. you go, right? Yeah. But it was a sound. And now, and it just takes off because it that relates to into so many. Like when your girl accuses you of coming in late after you know <laughs> after you know being late to like accusations yeah, and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah. You know, um, so now you take those kind of concepts and you put them in music. Mm -hmm. So that's what I've been realizing. So it kind of makes me like, okay, there's sort of, there has to be a part in my song when I'm writing this, like. 16 24 bars i gotta have something that's like relatable that mm -hmm. hits it's like mm -hmm. like oh there has to be like a, a beat drop boom this, this says something or like a phrase you say it over and over and over again and that just might take off somewhere so that's how like kind of music's relegated now and it's like not like those six to eight minute ballads we used to right like we used to love coming up yeah now it's like two to two two and a half minutes in in and out boom or Which like, is funny because that's yeah. what Beatles songs all are from the 60s. There's no long Beatles songs until they get a little bit older in their career. But the two and a half minutes, you know, start yep. with the chorus and that's it. Go, get in, get out and go on to the next one. Yep. You know? um, I'm learning from Music Soul Child. Like he, he, he's like, there's very rarely I start with the chorus. I don't start with a hook. I yeah. go right into like. That's a Beatles trick. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. And then you get that later on, like running back two or three times and boom, you're, you're, you're done. done. Yeah. yeah. Interesting. So that's kind of like the, the shorter the song the more like relatable of like a phrase that you can put out that can like kind of take off and a catchphrase. Yeah. 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 Literally. It's, mm -hmm. it's, it's kind of like a comedy skit too. Like comedians do it all the time. Like Kevin Hart was great at it at his last, like the last four standups, like, all right, all right, all right. That took off like crazy. Ah, yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. that took off like crazy. Um, he said like, um, Oh man, he had so many. He was like Seinfeld, yada yada yada. Yeah, That's still a thing. Yeah. It became a thing. It just became a thing. Yada, yada, now yada, TikTok yada. was back then. Yeah, that would have been like <laughs> yeah, everybody right. would have wanted to be like, "What is the show?" Oh my god! Like, yeah, even though it was already a huge hit, like it became more of like a huge hit later on. Yeah, that adds to it. Yeah, yeah. you're right. You're right. Yeah. So yeah. when you're talking about um, something mentioned early on in our conversation that Montezzi, um taught you how to rap. Yes. Now how how do you learn to rap like it seems to me that you had you obviously had the skill for it but what did he teach you about rapping he, he taught me how to formulate what i was like what was in my head from onto, a lyrical sample yeah standpoint? yeah like when the like every every six bars switch up the flow a little bit don't be afraid to like drop out and like drop out of a scheme to make a side comment or something like that to show your charisma a little bit because mm. like hip-hop fans like slick talkers it's not so much as much like um getting as many cool punchlines in as much as you want and you know in the speed of it or whatever people like can it doesn't even have to make sense it just has to sound cool and slick like yo that was spire like you know like um man um big daddy kane was really big at that he just had like really like thinking of a master plan, you know, oh, yeah, like yeah, yeah, he would yeah, just yeah. say things. That was Even really, I know that. Yeah. yeah. Well, that was Rakim and stuff like oh, that. Right, like, right, right, so yeah. That was Rakim. But yeah. like um, they would just say things that were just really cool and fresh that you wanted to be cool like them. So you kind of go out there and not really try. That's why in the records, I switch up my flow a bunch of different times and voice inflections, too. And knowing when to 
take it up, when to draw back and be cool. And so and then, okay, I'm talking about a girl. I can't be aggressive talking about a girl. Nobody wants aggressive talkers talking about women. So, like, I got to switch that mode yeah, a little yeah, bit. Yeah. So he taught me those little things. And when to pick up, when to slow down, A, B, A, B, um, mm -hmm. uh, rhyme schemes or yeah. A, B, B, A's and stuff like that. Um, also, the, the, the not to interrupt you, but you're talking about being a lyric writer, even in rock and roll. It's the meter of the, I don't know what you just said, you are beautiful on the inside. Da, 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 da. You can write whatever the f*** you want. Write a Chinese food menu. Yep. You know what I mean? But it's not about the lyric. It's about there's got to be a ba, 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 da, da. That's how syllable counts. Right. And it goes with a ba, ba, da, da. You gotta rock with the beat, down, you know. But see, that's that's rock. Rock is more like in on the beat. Hip hop is in between those beats. Mm, interesting. So yeah, so it's like um, and knowing what your rhyme scheme is. Like J Cole did it on um, uh, recently on uh, his latest album, the off season. It was like the beat is like, it's real like boom, boom, but he's like sliding so effortlessly and it's like and he's his rhyme scheme is about four words hmm. that's the rhyme scheme some some people would be like oh he's saying now you rhyme on now no you rhyme the four the whole four words this is too easy for me now it's the easy hundred thou easy now you put an m upside your head you luigi brother now so now he's going in between those beats but he's rhyming four bar four words like he's hitting the rhyme at the same part, but the, every time but the, twelve bars. I'm like, he's going deep with this same rhyme scheme, which is really hard. You're not rhyming one word twelve times. You're rhyming, that's like thirty six words. Yeah, 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 yeah. I got you every time. Yeah, I'm you. like, that's real. I'm like, and that's like a concept that you're like, wow. I have so much more to learn. It makes you want to like <laughs> throw your pen down and just mm -hmm. like, all right, I need to, you know, recalculate. Do I really want to do this? Because these guys are just so ahead. So far, like Eminem's another one. Who's I was just thinking, you didn't really realize how great Eminem is until you really delve into his stuff. The, the lyrics are just insane. The, his, the his, difficulties, his the yeah. difficulty of the words that he's using, and he's fitting so many words in like these pockets. Yeah, and I'm like, where does your tongue muscle and your jaw? Yeah, yeah. Like, when do you take a breath? <laughs> yeah, where's the breath at? Yeah. Where's like, and like, make, like, uh, it's it's um, JID's remarkable at it. He's another one that's very R and B esque with his. Like with his cadences and his sounds, you know, he's he'll sing too on a record. Smino is a magician. Like he's an R and B artist, but his rapping is just so flow and effortless. And he just like he'll just take his inflections in so many different ways. And so it's like I listen to these guys over and over, and I like these records so much. And I've been doing it since I was a kid. And I think that's where when I got to learning it, I was already had the muscle mm -hmm. to to do it. I just didn't know what I was doing, and um, it's basically like. Okay, he's a kid who's been like killing him in basketball all his life, but he never played on the team. Mm -hmm. Okay, we're gonna put you on the court. Here's Greg Popovich. We're gonna <laughs> teach you how to run a pick post and yeah, pop yeah, and yeah. screens and all that stuff. This is how you do it. I'm like, oh, okay. Now I'm playing basketball. I'm like, okay, now I'm making music. Mm -hmm. You know, so that's pretty much how I could pretty much line when, it up. When you're writing your 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 rhymes, your raps, your lyrics. Um, does any of it come like on an improv? What, what do you guess? What do they call that? Just a free form? Oh, yeah. Uh, free freestyling? Freestyle rap? Yeah. A lot of mine's intuition. Um, for me, I got to find the melody first. Mm. Like um, when I wrote when I wrote Tears, I was like in the gym working out and I had the beat um, made by JG. He sent it to me based off of a Vince Staples song and uh, or concept. And I, The Shining was that song. And so I was like, I like that jingle. And I was like, yo, how do we get something like this? And he just made it. And it was just this jingle to it. And I was just like, I just heard that over and over again. And I listened to it. And like the drums came in. And then it was just like, um, uh, uh, okay, how how would I double time this? Killed all my dreams for a second. Uh, 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 miss an opportunity for a missus. Uh, 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 uh. Now, how would I um, melodically bring this back? And I was like, no matter what it takes, I'm gonna free my mind. Now I was finding the melody. Then it was just like, okay, I want TZ involved in this. How do I punch this? Uh, tears. I don't want to say. I want to free my mind. Tears. Wow. I don't want to say. So he was on every four. 
uh, but I'm rhyming between every two. It goes back to the yeah. cat you were talking about. Yeah, yeah. It's so. interesting. We've 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 done two songs with the rappers. We had a guy from Atlanta called Bone Crusher. Bone Crusher is amazing. He did it, dude. So that, that song was it was called It's a Lie, and we wanted to rap. It, it, we wanted a Tina Turner vocal, a, a metal vocal, and a rap. And same thing. He just listened to the riff. He came in. I remember like, he was a big. He's yeah. a big dude. He just walked in. He's like, "Hey, man, what's going on? Big fan. What's the riff? Listen to it once. Listen to it twice. Spit out some rhymes. Yep. Spit out some rhymes again. And that was it. Literally took twenty minutes. And yeah. I was like, "That is the real genius. Those guys of, are of, of a freestyle rapper. You know? Yeah." And then um, we had High Road to Hero come work with us on a song called Three Days in Jail. Same thing. Just listen to yeah. it a couple of times. It's just the genius of it was really, really like you really yeah. see it up close and appreciate it even more. You appreciate it. Yeah. I was in the studio with Chase the Money in L.A. Chase the Money just did a song for the Fast X movie. So that's just coming out this probably this week. Um, he's also done stuff with like Dreamville and J. Cole and Ski Master Slump God, all those guys. So... It was like he he was like scrolling through his phone and just like dropped it. I was like, oh, I like this one. Mm. He's like, all right, put it up. Boom. He threw it on the screen. And he has this team of guys that he's just there with. And it was like, and then he was just coming up with flows like, no, 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 I'm like, okay. I'm like, okay. And then I was like, then I was like, uh, 2 a.m. Mountain London. Yeah. Uh, mask up and we dumping. Yeah. Uh, 2 a.m. out in London. Yeah. Uh, mask up and we dumping. Now it's like, okay, now we got to take the, pemp- the tempo up. Got a new way of making money. Got a new place of being nothing. Got a new place of we dumping. Got this place of And it was like, okay, cool. Now it's like, I picked up a 20 in France. Got money, don't need no more friends. Got comb on my heart on my lens. She praying to give her a chance. Yeah. 2 a.m. out in London. I threw a friends out in Dublin. I <laughs> took a friends I mean, and I doubled it. So it's just like boom, boom, boom. And that's on your record because I remember yeah. the song 2 a.m. in London. When I heard it, it's, 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 you hear that. That's one thing I love about song titles and just the way you just spread uh, that out. It was great. But 2 a.m. in London, it gives me a visual. Yes. Automatically, like yeah. dark street, but there's lights and there's neon lights and there's action going on. Like It's cool like, when you saw that and just hearing you sing it right now. It yeah. Because really cool. I've, I've been in London many times yeah. for like progress and stuff like that. <laughs> yeah, 2 a.m. And then the streets and stuff. Yeah. And I was just like, oh. Uh, uh, being in Ireland and Dublin and stuff, doing those shows. And then it was like, oh, magically, we announced Wembley's coming up. I'm like, oh, <laughs> boom, put that out there. So it was just like, oh, my God. That's under the Mikey. I was like, can this be a theme or something? Yeah. I, I'll get a clean version of it. Yeah, yeah. But I get like just not, that's one of those two minute songs that's just like in and out. And then it's like the last I like that hook is so hard. Loop it again at the end. Mm. Loop it one more time. Mm-hmm. Like, got a new way of making money. Got an eight frames saying nothing. Uh, dumping. I was like, oh my god! And that was a freestyle, like bar for bar for bar. Every two two bars. And he's just like, yeah. The longest field goal ever attempted is seventy six yards. The longest field goal ever missed, also seventy six yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. So when do you get, like, okay, so you mentioned, because a lot of the tunes I'm looking back that stood out to you, Show Me was great, Deep Black, obviously Grow Man Show Me is actually Kanye's vocals, real vocals on there. Well, are you, you used them or he was he allowed you to use yeah, them? Yeah, yeah. He has a split and everything on that record. Wow. So that's Kanye's about real that, vocals. that one's got a little bit of a, a dirty a dirty language in it, oh, yeah. shall we say. Oh, yeah. Those, some of them were like ex-girlfriends I was not kind of name <laughs> or, or somebody who's like, yo, y'all y'all know if you, when y'all hear the song, like, I'm like... Like, uh, don't like Rosa. Don't, don't, uh, yeah, there's a lot of stuff. <laughs> oh, yeah, that one's got all the girls' yeah. names checked, even, right? <laughs> all the girls' names are even in there. So, let's talk about that. How did you get Kanye involved? And also, too, before we get yeah, there, yeah. show me, period. Why does that the only one that has punctuation in all the song titles? Oh, that's probably a typo. I okay. <laughs> <laughs> I got I no subliminal for that. But I was like, I like it. Keep it. Yeah. Like, but that's hip hop, though. So it's like, me, it asked me a question about it. Yeah. yeah. It like, that's hip hop. Like, why is it, like, people was like, like, oh, why did you use this? So it's like, was there something like, no, it just happened. Like, yeah. like my lawyer, my attorney was like, you know, there's a dip period at the end of it. I'm like, yeah, I saw that. Eh, keep it. Leave it. <laughs> I like it. I like it. It's, so, how'd you get Kanye involved? Uh, Ye's all, um, uh, my producer works with him. He's mm-hmm. uh, recorded 
massive, massive, massive amounts of like vocals from Kanye that he just like hasn't used. So um, he was like, "Yo, Ye would really appreciate you if you like use one of these." And he made a beat out of it. I was like, "Okay, cool." So I put him on. Uh, he he put him on it, and um, I give him his splits on it, so he gets credit and gets oh, them. Wow. Yeah. So, so he, he already had laid down the rap. Yeah. And you just had the right piece of music that would fit. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. So that's, that's cool. how that, that's cool. that happened. That was the connection with my producer and him since they won Grammys together. So it was like, oh, yeah, I trust you. You're good. That's awesome. Yeah. So Obviously, like, he has cool. to sign off on it. So yeah. that's cool. Yeah. Yeah. Which, like, it's not really a feature. If it was a feature, yeah. But, like, with a with the um vocal used in a sample is just give him his credits and he'll be gotcha. okay with it doesn't that. say show yeah. me with kanye right, right, right yeah right, right, then right. it'd be like okay we need him to approve this yeah thing right there so when you're when you're writing these tunes you mentioned somebody sent you a beat obviously does it start with the beat does it start with the lyric yeah um for me it does like um start with the beat yeah yeah uh, then it goes to a concept too like if the beat matches the concept i gotta scrap the beat or sometimes the beat will create the concept like a grown man cry, literally. Um, uh, there's a K Tronada song, and uh, he has uh, there is a is Anderson Pack on the on the song with him, and it's like a. I was like, okay, this part. Then it's like Then the beat switches at the end into a whole nother beat, and it's like. I was like, oh, that's funky. Hmm. Oh my God, that's fire. And then it has this jingle. And then there's harmonies at the underneath it. Like, this is amazing. And uh, so I went my buddy Rich. Rich Lotta's done a lot of work on the Who We Are um, project and doing a lot. He's doing a lot more work with Mikey Ruckus on the second one that may be coming up. And he goes, um, and I was like, yo, um, what can we do with it? I want to create something from this. And he's like, oh, I think I got something. And then he played the beat. He sent it to me plays to me like literally this the melody and the the song the instrumental like made me tear up because it was mm. so like beautiful and pretty i was like yo he's i was like you dipped your foot in this one this shit is fire mm. and then i was like grown man cry make a grown man cry and i put a lot of real life um situations on on that song too like i spent about half of a million realty for us to live right outside of the city he's telling me the show will recover utilities, giving you comfort in exchange for your humility. So, um, awesome. I, I was just like pouring out so many things. Like you hurt, you hurt who you love. You love who you hate. The hate we embrace. I was just like, oh man, that was one relationship. Now it's just some bullshit with the other girls. Like this. And I was like, oh man, that was one joint with this. There's a bunch of girls yeah, in Seattle right yeah, now, terrified oh, to hear this album. <laughs> all over, man. Then like, no more. My daughters, man. Oh, yeah. So like, is like a lot of that is written, like reflective pain. And things like we, I have a video for it. That's why I put the, I put it out on my IG reel recently, and had this dancer doing it. And it was like, it was like kind of like this apple of Eden tree, and mm. like it was blue, then it goes red, and that's kind of how like love is. It could be mm. super like oh calming, and then it's like red. I'm like oh my god, who is this woman? I don't know her, but then it's like oh my god this i don't want to be with anybody else else man this is the one then red changes and it's like oh, yo she is the devil oh my god mm -hmm. you know? so it's like that's those kind of like sudden changes in tone and color and like people's emotions and feels can make men cry and that's okay grown mm -hmm. men like like um like it's the, the amount of stuff that you do it's okay for us to be vulnerable and like i feel like love is accepting the vulnerability but it's also a scary thing exposing your vulnerability too because you leave it open for the same thing over and over again right you know? right, right so and like yeah. you said every song has a, a concept to it talk about deep black uh deep black is aggressive um uh, what's, the, what's the concept what's the what's the lyric about uh deep black is like um kind of like it feels like there's like there's darkness in your heart it's like mm. a it's a substance you know it's a deep black substance in you that you just like do I leave it out of me? Or do I like? I I love that. I want. I love that feeling of being angry. Sometimes you want. Sometimes being angry and letting it out feels good. Mm. You know, it may not have good outcomes, but it's like yelling and screaming. Oh, finally I got that out. Now the deep black is that is materializing what that feeling is. Mm -hmm. You know, and it's moshing out and like getting a little crazy and a little loud. Because sometimes, like, I'm a big Tyler Creator fan, and, like, I like a lot of his early stuff with, like, on Bastard Album and Goblin and stuff. And, like, um, he has a song called um, Radical, 
on Goblin, um, which was way ahead of his time. It was like way different from at that time. That was like 2010, 2011. A lot of people weren't in that lane. Hip hop was not in that lane. It was going more towards like future and Migos and stuff. That was really starting. It was going to start going that way with it. Southern hip hop's sound was starting to move up. And um, Tyler Creators, dude from California, doing like mosh pit radical songs with punk rock tones and, you know, Mm -hmm. like this sound of like doing some violent shit. He's like, I'm not saying like, and he has a saying, is like, I'm not saying like, um, it's okay to go out there and do like do this stuff. I'm just saying, sometimes you just got. It's okay to do what you want, mm-hmm. you know. And it's just an extreme version of that, and that's what Deep Black kind of is. What are some of your favorite lyrics that you wrote on this record? On like the Deep Black one, or uh, in, 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 on the records? I mean, you were spitting out rhymes, man. From a couple of them here. I mean, I just wonder if there's a certain couple lines to you that are like really mean more than the rest. Um, Pity Pat is like my wordplay song. That's me and TZ just going back and forth. Like, What's wordplay mean? Explain that. Wordplay, just um, a lot of metaphors, similes, double entendres. Just, just having fun. Yeah. They're like, What's the concept? We don't have one. We're just like <laughs> spitting. Like, and it's double time rap too. So it was like, um, stash box, dark tent, trap, cellular phone. I saw the tape, play it back. So I know what I'm owed. I know the layout of the crib and what's under the flow. I'm getting back what I own and I'm ready for more. Clipping everyone in sight. Even parents are home. <laughs> so... <laughs> And then I I do a little thing at the end. I was like, um, rush through and never make a rush through and never make a peep. Uh, Vandalize, bust all over the sheets. You can call me the same OG. A cheat code never played for keeps. I did your first. Now you sold my reap. I flee the scene. Couldn't tell it was me. BTE. So my sneaks elite. So <laughs> so there's like a little fun wordplay and putting That's guys great. in there, just having fun. Yeah. Just letting shit rip. Yeah. And then, yeah. TZ takes the record to a whole nother freak. I'm like, I'm. I saw him record. I'm like, oh, that's how you feel. That's like, <laughs> that's, so that, yeah, okay, all right, cool. I guess it's on there. So, the longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed, also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70 yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. You know, it's interesting to me, as, as you know, especially as, as a white guy, as white as it gets, when we talk about Bone Crusher, when, and you, you say, you, you use, use the term word a few times in the record, and most rappers do, the N-word. Yeah. And when we had... Bone Crusher come in and the song was called It's a Lie and he was spouting up this amazing lyric at the very end he just yells out N-word and it's like we probably can't keep that yeah, can't keep on, 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 a, on, a, on Fozzie's tune like, we can't have that in there right. but he was like no you gotta leave it man it's part of the feeling I'm like I get it but it's so out of context on our yeah. record is that in, in hip hop is that the one place where that word can be used Oh uh, yeah, depending like almost like like it means many different things or uh, it's it's like comedy like um you can say offensive jokes but it's about the concept that How you, you lose use it, yeah right? you can't just throw obligatory like words out yeah, there yeah, yeah. and like because it's like like um like Dave Chappelle's stand ups mm. recently got so much flack from like the trans community yeah, LGBTQ yeah, yeah. Uh, plus from his material but. If, if you just take the clips and just post them out there, I'm like, oh, of course, anybody's going to get offended sure. by these things. But, like, if you, like, see how he, like, sets up the joke, starts the story, understands the pain behind what he experiences from seeing people go through mm-hmm. that and then seeing, like, uh, the perspective and all that you stuff. You hear the whole see, story. Like, yeah, yeah, you get the whole concept and, like, oh, this is this is a really bad thing. We shouldn't be. We need to, like, that's harmful. But at the same time, if y'all can do this, y'all can do that. I'm like, ah, ha, ha, ha. Yeah, yeah, yeah. like, see, that's funny. Yeah, he's not a, he's not, he's not hurting anybody. He's not like making fun of. It's like, comedy, it's right? The comedy. It's the same thing with music, man. If it's set up the right way, and you like, the concept is good, and and like sometimes it's just good to have fun with it. Some people, like, there's a lot of records that just like using bitch and whore and hoe and this and all these other things. They're just thrown out there, but the beat is riding though, and you don't even hear the words, bro. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm like, yo, some like some people just like like to knock to like knock their heads to things. If you like obsess over all those, how big hip hop is, how massive 
the amount of music that goes out, if you obsess over those things, it's just like you're cutting the industry in like more than half. Mm-hmm. Sure, and sure. They, it's part of the culture of it too. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. The music industry makes way too much money to do that. <laughs> yeah. I promise you that. Like, dude, there's no way. So it's like, ah, let it fly. Who yeah. are some of your favorite rappers of all time? You mentioned you've been doing this since you were a kid. Oh man, all time. My favorite all time is Ye. And so f- for like, even though like I can definitely separate the artist from the action of the person. Well, you have to, right? Yeah. You have to. Yeah. Um, but like from the contributions he's made for me ever since like 2002, 2003 is just like mind blowing. And for him to have some, t- some type of impact like on what I'm producing now is like full circle for me as a as an artist now now jumping in like um later in my life but still early in to have that like hey i have a kind of mm-hmm. collaboration there this early on my first album is really big mm-hmm. you know and i'm that that kind of inspires me incites me to what else can i do like oh man that i already got this like right. imagine what i can do this mm-hmm. a year from now what if i do this like it makes it excites me to do more mm-hmm. you know that's what these artists are supposed to do. They're supposed to inspire you to want to get out and do more because you accomplish something that's like, man, I didn't think I, that, I didn't think that was possible. Yeah. I didn't know how to do this like three years ago at all. Now I'm doing it all on my own. Mm-hmm. Now I'm getting collaborations from these guys. I'm like, and they think I'm dope and they like me and they mm-hmm. want me to do more too. Like that's huge for me. Music Soul Child is my favorite singer of all time. Music Soul Child. Music Soul Child. We, mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, uh, he, he was just in Orlando recently. And uh, we went to a show, and we just hung out with him for like two hours after his set. That's great. Like, and he, we're just playing songs, unreleased vocals. <laughs> I'm like, why? Where is this? Why are you not using this? Mm-hmm. He's like, oh no, just like, no, just putting playing around. I'm like, oh my god, <laughs> this guy's crazy. His story is incredible too, because he went from like just couch surfing, home to home to home in Philadelphia, to just um, like recording some songs, and then in '99, just uh, Def Jam just like, hey. We wanna here's sixty four thousand dollars. Wanna we wanna sign you? We wanna we want you to make you a a star. Mm-hmm. And he was like, what? What? Like he just went from the couch to like that, <laughs> and then having the number one R and B album to like everybody knowing who he is to having his first hit single being on the Nutty Professor soundtrack at the time, and then following up in two thousand having another one number one R and B R and B album, just like back to back to back years. So, like, that's remarkable to me. He's like, I didn't really know what I was doing. I was just kind of, like, just going into the studio and just like, okay, I can do this. I'm like, right, right. You mean you just didn't know what you were doing? You made Love, one of the greatest <laughs> R&B songs ever. Yeah, yeah, That we yeah. still sing to this day in 2023. People know that song. You know, like, all these, like, timeless records with timeless artists. It's crazy. Uh, so those two are big influences of me, for sure. It's interesting to me, like, growing up when I did, you mentioned being a a child of the 80s I actually was a teenager in the 80s and kind of saw the influx of rap into pop culture you yeah. know in general and it kind of came through obviously you knew a little bit of Grandmaster Flash yeah um, oh yeah Blondie Rapture was had a had a very rap element to it which was kind of a really weird thing even Kiss had a song called All Hell's Breaking Loose that was very much a rap yep. and then of course Run DMC and Aerosmith kind of break that the doors the open was that is that kind of the one of, one of the most monumental moments for yeah. rap music to kind of go to the mainstream I, it's always been happening before that time mm-hmm. but like that was like when you it's when you get it on TV on a music video at that time when music videos right. were like that was the mecca of getting your music out that you, you took two of the most biggest like influential icons at that time in the respective genres of rap and uh metal and rock to put them together mm. that was big mm. so now and it always starts at the top when sure. it starts at the top the influences drop down to boom 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 so now everybody want to follow that pipeline to try to do the replicate that mm. same thing you know another big one was like when um jay-z did the one with lincoln park mm-hmm. that was that was huge really big um because there was a record there was a movie called um judgment day in the early 90s yeah and i love that the movie. soundtrack was the whole soundtrack was metal bands with rappers yeah doing you know collaborations yeah and that was a big deal yeah you know? yeah it's, it's huge i think it's important um then um you have like nelly doing stuff with um uh what was it i don't know what was the name 
I don't, I don't want to get it wrong. Yeah. I don't want to get it wrong. <laughs> but yeah, like over and over again was a song that was like um, Nelly doing something with country music. Mm. You know? Oh, wow. Gotcha. Yeah, that was that was like really like, huh, a head scratcher. But it was like number one, boom. Um, then now you say you would say one of the biggest collabs ever. And this generation was uh, Lil Nas X with um, Billy Ray Cyrus mm. on Old Town Road. Because like. I remember the big controversy was uh, Old Town Road was a country song, but uh, when it went to the awards ceremonies and stuff, they would categorize it. No, you're hip hop. He was like, no, but I did a country record. Like, no, but you're a hip hop artist. Yeah. You did hip hop. Yeah. That's a hip hop song. Yeah. It's like, oh, okay. So he brought in Billy Ray Cyrus to do the remix. Oh, now you're a country ah, song. Yeah, <laughs> I was yeah, like, yeah, oh, yeah. come on. Way to cheat the system. <laughs> but it went number one again. Yeah. It, like, it's literally rated one of the greatest songs of all time, the most successful, I would say, because mm -hmm. of that. And so th that collaboration is so important. Well, Elton John just had that with Dua Lipa. Y yeah. You know, it's the, it's, she kind of did a mashup of three or four of his tunes. Yeah. And it's like, here he is with a number one in his freaking 70s. Like, I think eight decades in a row, he's had a number one hit because <sighs> of the mashup with Dua Lipa. Like, that's very smart on both sides of the Yeah. Game. They, yeah, it's like you're, I hate the I hate I hate um, today. People say, "Oh, he's washed. This guy's washed. Oh, he's uh, has been." I'm like, no. Like the collaborations are what brings new life into these mm -hmm. things. Like these these can be these are timeless artists. Mm -hmm. Like it happens in hip hop a lot. Oh, he, oh, he was hot like two years ago. Oh, he was he's not hot anymore. So he's cool. Mm -hmm. He's cooled off. Because like hip hop is like one of the, the it's the youngest genre in music but it moves so fast it's like mm. ages and dog ears right, it's just right, right, so right. quick because like we're we're trendy hip-hop is a trendy mm -hmm. sound like oh we're not snapping anymore we're not doing this dance anymore we're not doing this anymore we on to this oh we're not wearing that anymore mm -hmm. no we're not we don't you, you still wear that oh, we're not, we don't wear that no more we wear these now and it's like in a matter of like three weeks i'm like yo <laughs> like, that's why I, like right. growing up i was like i was i, was like, I can't keep up with hip-hop because like i'm not I, I can't afford it right i can't afford to keep up with it so um but it's the same with music like they're so quick to find the next guy like mm -hmm. they're looking for the next drake i'm like drake hasn't isn't even 40 yet right. like god yeah, like, he is the next Drake. like jesus christ who are the biggest hip-hop artists of all time they just did a list actually of the top fifty, and they put Rick Ross at fifty. So okay. that's pretty big. Uh, yeah. I, I, yeah, I think it was up there, and then it's like huge, yeah. Bun B's up there too. And we had Bun B coming with the Trill Burgers mm -hmm. uh, the one time. Um, that are currently still alive, or just all time? Just of all time, like who's all the time? Stones? Um, you you got to start with Biggie and Pac, and then Jay Z's like. At this point, you can mix up any one of those at mm -hmm. number one mm -hmm. of the three. Because Jay-Z's our LeBron. We watched him grow from, like, here all the way to the top of the industry, and there's nobody else, like, even touching him, mm -hmm. you know? Uh, first billionaire rapper, you know, active billionaire rapper. Then it gets a little tricky when you get into producers, too, that rapped. Like, you can put Pharrell up there. Mm. You can put Missy Elliott up there. Dre. You can put Dre. Mm. Oh, man, you can put Timbaland. You can... Uh, man, there's just so many guys because they doubled as artists gotcha. as well. We both, yeah. You know, M's up there. Uh, Kendrick is slowly, slowly creeping at his young age. He's slowly creeping up there as like one of the greatest to ever do this. Mm. Just off of like, he's never had a bad album at all. He's only dropped five, but those are like five strong albums. And usually at this point, usually your third album kind of mm. does the dip mm. or the fourth or. No, they're all just like boom, 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 boom. You know, um, like 50 Cent's up there, one of the greatest ever do it. It's like I, I put 50 up there because he had the the highest peak hmm. ever in, in rap. Like he came on the scene and just went boom, right. shot straight to the top. And then just it was like no question. He just ran hip hop for like those two years. And it was like no question. This guy's it. Hmm. And then like. um but it didn't last very mm -hmm. long. It was like those two years. But mm -hmm. I've never seen a harder, stronger two-year run than 50 Cent. Then you got Lil Wayne, who just had a consistent eight years, mm. who was just like everybody he put on. He brought on Nicki Minaj, boom, right to the top. Brought in Drake, boom, right to the top. And he was featured on everybody's song. Mm, it's interesting. Yeah. Yeah, he, he, he changed the mixtape game. He wasn't putting out albums as much. He was putting out mixtapes with all like – 
20 songs. He put out like 10 mixtapes with 20 songs. I'm like, why are these albums? These, <laughs> yeah. They should have been Grammy nominated because they right, were that right, good. Right, 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 right. You know, um, but he was just, he, he just changed the mixtape game up. Then he took like other people's beats and like did freestyles over them and just wiped them out of the freaking, out of the water. Um, that was what I was coming up with. And Kanye, the, the 2000 to 2010s, nobody's touching who's who's the uh kind of the hot ones now in 2023 jack harlow definitely has a lot of uh, steam right now because he's also on the reboot of white man can't jump oh yeah so that i saw that yeah so that's him on there so he's he's like really riding high wave he's 25 Mm -hmm. not even maybe Mm -hmm. he's hot right now uh lil uzi is one of my favorite new artists Mm -hmm. Now, he's been there to AEW. He's he's friends with met um, him. Yeah, Jade. Yeah. Oh, I want to meet. I want to meet him so bad. He's one of my favorite people. Mm. Um, oh, man, uh, Tyler is Tyler Creator is definitely like proved. A, I, his story is so good because he proved a lot of naysayers wrong. And then like because he said like in two thousand nine, two thousand ten, he wasn't even on the map like as far as like one of the top artists. And he said like I'm gonna I'm gonna win me a Grammy. I'm gonna win a Grammy. And they were like, what? Dude, you're corny. We don't like you. Uh, whatever. Skateboard dude. Uh. Then like 2017, 16, Flower Boy came out and he just was like, what is this? A whirlwind. He just caught the whirlwind at the time and then worked with Pharrell and he just went straight to here and won three Grammys in a row. Yeah. Crazy. He um, won three, yeah. Yeah. Um, uh, of course, you have the Drake, Kendrick, and Cole mm. as the top threes. Um, Wale's still out there doing his thing too. Yeah, Wale's yeah, still dope, there, yeah. man. Shout out to Wale. Uh, Rick Ross. Just, I, I, uh, me and Teaser said certain guys you can't even count. They're just they're in the clouds. They're Mount Olympus now. Like they're, this is the who are the yeah. next guys? You know, I, I think JID is remarkable. He is, Jake Cole founded a diamond with that dude. Mm-hmm. So use him, push him, put him on every record, throw him everywhere. And uh, shout out to the ladies too. Meg Stein's killing it. Um, Cardi's killing it. Lotto's doing her thing. She's coming up. I just got introduced to Lola. Uh, Lola. Oh, what's her name? Lola. Um, God damn! I just got introduced to her. New York chick too. Hmm. Dope, dope artist. Um, man, there's just a lot going on in the world. Well, and, last last few questions for you. What yeah. do you have? Um, Lola Montez. No, uh, okay. I think it's like uh, <laughs> we're just looking at any. Lola I don't want to say Lola Bunny, but it's like. <laughs> <laughs> um, what do you have? What What are your plans for? You couldn't be me. Um. For, well, first off, we gotta get this Benny the Butcher feature placed on that, that Spotify. Going. That'll probably just be in a solo thing. Um. Shout out to Benny, who's one of the best like lyricists out there right now, from Griselda with West Side Gun mm-hmm. and uh, Conway and the Machine. Benny, amazing. Definitely, just I'm I'm gonna let it breathe for a little bit. I've shopped around to like some guys. I just uh, took a trip to Atlantic Records, you know, and um, got to go in the studio where like Cardi B records cool. and like Andre 3000s recorded in oh, there nice. and yeah, stuff yeah, like yeah. that. So I made a good impression from what I'm told. I made a good, good. impression with them. Yeah, um, I wasn't pushing too hard. Like, yo, sign me. You know, yeah. It's like I'm just like, oh, here, this is who I am. This is what I present. Like, nice to meet you, type stuff. Uh, I'll be back. So building up rapports with Atlantic Records right now. The next goal for whatever I do next with these projects and stuff is Ross. Got to get involvement, which he's spoken to me saying, like, yo, we got to do something together. I'm like, yes, we do. That's next level. Music Soul Child wants to do volumes of projects together with me and TZ. So that's going to be a collab group effort. And we're putting all our friends and team and all our resources together to create that so that's a magic in itself that's a dream come true for me um i want to tour and do some performances with these maybe out in london i gotta do 2am in london in august yeah. maybe that's i could right. pull that off hopefully yeah. <laughs> um because i know that london crowd would be insane mm-hmm. for something like that so that's what i have a lot of goals and some things are going to just pop up naturally and just let the universe take me wherever wherever it goes and not force it too much that's what you do. And like I said, you always make these things happen and you're always thinking next level and thinking outside the box. And that's what you got to do because it always yeah. works. If you if you know that you want to do it, you can make it happen. And, and I think this record is a perfect representation of that Thank along you. with all the other things you got going on. So Absolutely. congratulations, man. What's your favorite song on the record? Work It is like a record that I didn't think uh, I was even in the realm of doing. Mm-hmm. You know, it's a, it's a club banger. It's like, 
girls shaking their ass. I like it. I'm going to talk about it. I want to, you know, everybody in the club that you dancing for ain't as fly as me. Come over here in VIP. You know, I got you. We're going to have a good night type stuff. Um, uh, yeah, work. It was fun. Featuring Fireman. Shout out Fireman, who Chicago artist. He actually writes with Chance the Rapper. Mm-hmm. That was another connection from my producer, uh, Prophet. And uh, I met him in L.A. the one time at a movie premiere, and he was dope, super. He was like, yo, I love this record, yo. Thank you for having me. I'm like, no, thank Prophet, bro. <laughs> collabing. It's just two different sounds, two different artists, like two different concepts. Uh, he definitely freestyled that verse, though. I can tell. I was yeah. like, you freestyled this. But he had fun. That's what that record's about, just having fun and just, like, play it loud. Play it loud, man. Play loud with the women that come over, bro. I like show me period. Yeah, you could yeah. make you could make some some love to this album. Oh sure. yeah, uh, hopefully. <laughs> however, it was definitely one with a little. Uh, I, I love however. However is like, I, like I said, I'm a melody guy, yeah, yeah, and that yeah. has like all the harmonies and melodies with the soul for real in there. The group soul for real sampled on there. I love that one. Well, it's good stuff across the board, dude. Congratulations, and thank uh, you. Look forward to see what you come up with next. Thank you very much, man. Thank you for having me. Got it, dude.